with Remy and Casey on 92.3 W.I.L. Tasty Tuesday. Welcome. I feel like we should move your recipe segment to today. That makes more sense to me. Tasty Tuesdays. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That does make more sense now that we think about it. Well, Tasty Tuesday, I did think of something that I forgot to do yesterday. Oh, what what do you got? Oh, heck yes. Let's go. What do you got? Run you through it. I stopped by Deerberg's on Olive yesterday and I have a bone to pick. But first, we have off brand double stuffed with an orange filling. I have a feeling that those off brand. Oreos probably have more filling than the new Oreos. I agree. Also, we have... um, Dang, we're getting big Pumpkins only. Pumpkins only. Candy corn. Woo! And um, candy corn. This... It's not Brock's. They didn't have Brock's. Bratches. They didn't (laughs) even have the great value brand. Well, I guess that's Walmart. But they did. this is what they had. A box of candy corn All that's right. the size of an Emo's square of pizza. That's because Deerberg's is fancy. Oh, my God. And it, you know how much this was? Four bucks. <laughs> oh, I was so mad. I had to do it. I didn't have time to go anywhere else. But, man, <laughs> who do they think they are out there? It's a good thing the Powerball is $1.2 billion. Snuck it in. Another four bucks out my wallet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for bringing in treats. This is an October tradition. The candy corn doesn't look, it looks a little off. Doesn't it look a little not so vibrant? All right, Deerbergs, we got to talk. <sighs> it looks kind of greenish this. yellow. Anyways, <laughs> we'll, we'll definitely get some footage of this and, and post it. Uh, we've got Tim McGraw tickets at eight o'clock with the big three. So be here for that. Your chance to win those tickets. And uh, we're going to celebrate 31 mornings of Halloween Another day today on this Tasty Tuesday mm-hmm. with some candy corn yes. and then pumpkins only. Let's go. Bringing Nashville to St. Louis with Casey Covers Country on 92.3 WIL. Morgan Wallen drew a fan's first tattoo. And last time, or I should say most recently when we saw this happen, it was Luke Holmes that drew a fan's tattoo. And I don't remember how. Was it just his signature or was it like a... Was it a thing? Luke Holmes, no. The thing is, I don't remember how I explained it on air, but quite frankly, I think it said big old boobies. Oh, yeah. Yep, that was it. Um, (laughs) So when I saw that Morgan Wallen was on stage drawing people tattoos, I was like, okay, well, I got to zoom in here and see what's going on. A fan named Emily wanted to make her very first tattoo even more special, so she set out to have it hand-drawn by Morgan at his concert. Fortunately for Emily, she had awesome seats. She was, like, in the pit, and she made a sign that said, simply, draw my first tattoo. He didn't skip a beat when he saw it, so he uh, did it in an autobiographical kind of way. He wrote, love ya, MW. Oh, cute. Yeah. I was like, you know she loves that. And Emily didn't waste any time either. She went straight to the tattoo shop that weekend, got it stamped right there on her arm, took a video of the whole thing, and of course, that video went viral. That's how I found it. Yeah, that's awesome. So if you had Riley Green up on stage, sure, any tattoo that he could draw, what would it be for you? Would it also be Love Ya, RG? <laughs> that's tough, you know? I don't know that I would want someone's, like, just their signature on me. Yeah. But it would, it, I would want it to be unique, but I would want him to decide and him to draw it. And I've asked you if the chance came and if, like, an artist was on stage or with you and said, hey, Remy, I'm going to draw this tattoo and you have to get it. And you were pretty, like, 
I'd be okay with that. Yeah. It just depends on who it is. Like, we're talking. Uh, no offense to Jake Owen, but right. I wouldn't you want Jake you, Owen doing it. You never know what he's gonna, <laughs> what he's gonna do. But if a crazy fan, a crazy listener of ours asked you to draw their first tattoo, what would you draw? Oh my gosh. That's the question. <sighs> There's so many things that, uh, you, so many different ways you could go with that. I'd probably, um, <sighs> lips. Lips? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, and that's what you came up with? I might have to go with, I. so the, the tattoo that I've always wanted to get on a drunken evening. Is a donut. Is a donut. I feel like I'd have to draw a little donut. But it, the icing like dip it, like dripping off the side with the sprinks. It'd have to be a long john. So that'd be a long john a donut. Long john? Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> if anybody's down. What is that? It's uh, a it's a long john that Remy drew. <laughs> obviously. Ever heard of WIL? You can see this video on our Instagram and Facebook page. Remy and Casey. Why do you back into parking spots? 314-699-4766. I had a dude get all ragey on me the other day. As we were flowing through the Target parking lot, he was in front of me and passed an open spot. Mm-hmm. So I started to turn in. Ah, uh, and then he did that. Whoa! Yep. He threw his truck in reverse and started That's to back exactly up. exactly the sound that comes out of their mouth when that happens, by the way. <laughs> he started to, he went in reverse, started to back into the spot, all with his hand out of his window, flipping mm-hmm. me the bird. Oh, no. Yeah. No. I just feel like You it's... better believe my windows would be down. <sighs> Ready to chat. <laughs> I just feel like it's excessive. Like it's a target. You know, it's parking a lot. Target. If you're really worried about your spot, there's plenty of spots in the back. You don't have to worry about anybody around you at all. I gotta know which target. Uh, South County. Yeah. But uh, and I just I guess I need to know because I feel like there are usually guys, usually pickup trucks that are backing into every spot known to mankind. Why do you do that? I understand. That whenever I'm parking at like a concert, if I'm at like the amphitheater, yeah, I'm definitely making sure that my car is facing out, like front out, because it's so much easier to get out. I understand that. Concerts, baseball games, anywhere where there's a lot of people, yeah, I'm backing in. Just like a regular old parking lot, I'm probably not going to be backing into a spot, especially yeah. when you're at like a grocery store or a Target or something like that. If you need your front end sticking out, I say go to the back. And listen, I understand the truck guys. I understand your ass end is way long and you, you're, you're going to use that as the excuse every time. And I'm sick of it because <laughs> you don't need to do it as often as you're doing it. And I know that because I was raised by one of you and am engaged to one of you. We don't need to back in every time. Yeah. I'm trying to get out this car and you're doing a little <laughs> to get into the spot. Just pull in. I, I do think that it, in some regards, it is safer for sure. If, you know, those, some of those parking lots are crazy, especially if, you know, your Targets, your Costco's, Sam's Club, those kinds of things, people whipping in and out of that. Sure. And if you can see as you're going out into traffic in that main area there, perfect. But I don't know. I just feel like it, it takes a lot more effort up front. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
I didn't uh, know I would get so heated. Something about a guy in a <laughs> Target with his bird out the window yeah, makes me so mad. I just, you know, I don't, I don't really participate in that kind of stuff anymore. I have the kids in the car. It's like you're like I'm <laughs> in my late 30s with two kids. Who has the time to care? I just don't want to engage in that, especially with kids, because I know how I can get, and I could get ragey right back. But was his blinker on? He had nothing on. No, Mm-mm. it was just all nope. I saw. All I saw was the white reverse lights instantaneously. And I was like, oh, okay, we're doing this. Wasn't sure where he was going. Why do you back up into parking spots? Let us know on the text line 314-699-4766. I'm a reasonable person, I think. I think you are too. But I think that move was a little excessive. Uh, yes. Aggressive and excessive. Hope he got his Starbies. Why are you backing into those parking spots? 314-699-4766. That's the text line. Uh, we're just talking about how a guy did this to me in the Target parking lot the other day. We were coming down the line. I saw an open spot. He went past it. I started to pull in. He threw on his reverse lights and all of a sudden he's backing into this spot in the middle of the Target parking lot giving me the bird. And I was like, I feel like this is a very excessive reaction for something like this. <laughs> Uh, but we did get a bunch of texts uh, from George. Four reasons why he backs into spots. Okay, ready. Number one, easier to see when leaving. Sure. Number two, better turning radius when backing into a spot. I get that with big trucks. Okay, that's fine. Turning ra- radius isn't awesome. Uh, number three, work requires everyone to back in. So it's force of habit. Where do you work? I would Just imagine curious. a lot of like construction companies where you'd uh, you'd have to back into to your spot. Um, I don't want to like stereotype, but uh, number four, backup camera will get you all the way into the spot. So there you go. Uh, from the six three six, I was advised by a police officer to always back into spots because if there's an if there's ever an emergency, you could just pull directly out. So there you go. Uh, from the six one eight, did you give up the parking spot or no? <laughs> Courtney also said the same thing. I need to know, did you let him have the spot or did you take it? It kind of sounds like he was he was getting in there before yeah. you could even. Yeah, he's bigger. I mean, that I think it was, it was, I'm pretty sure it was a dually. It was a big truck. And also, the point being, it was a target <laughs> in the middle yeah. of the day. Well, yes. thank you for all the science. Yes. Um, I don't want to have any hate, but I do feel like if you were to ask like this dually man in person, why do you back into every spots? Those are all like, he'd be like, one time a cop told me that you should do it every single time. <laughs> He's got so a checklist. He's got a checklist. You know I don't, I mean? and that's a, another thing is when you, when you're driving a, a wider truck like that, like a dually or something bigger, like I just, I wouldn't want anybody around me. Like I don't want door yeah, dings. I'm I don't want any of that. Yes, back. I am way in the back. I'm taking up the four spots. You know what I mean? Yeah. In the way back of the parking lot. That's what I'm doing. But uh, let us know in the text line what your reasoning is for backing into a spot. Uh, we did get a text message. One more from three one four. I'm gonna be honest. I I back in so I can look back at my truck and be proud of its See? beauty for a second. So that's and all. I just want your honesty. <laughs> I just want you to tell me how it is. As I'm going into Target, I just want to look. Look back, and I want to see that Chevy Silverado shining in the sunlight. <laughs> uh, 314-699-4766. Lace them up. It's time for sports with Remy and Casey. Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey are seemingly still going strong. The TV ratings are in from Sunday night's telecast of NBC's Sunday Night Football. It peaked at 29 million viewers. And averaged 27 million viewers for the matchup between the Chiefs and the Jets. Typically, the Super Bowl is around 50, I believe, 50 million. I was going to say, I 
don't watch football. I'm usually at the most in the room. Yeah. And on Sunday, me and the gingerbread man were saying all day, gearing up for that Chiefs game, <laughs> gearing up to turn the Jets on. Which Let's is, see who's there. I, I would imagine a lot of a lot of couples are like that. I was interested. I wanted to know how many times they were going to flash over to Taylor in the suite and see, you know, who else was in there. Right. Ryan Reynolds, Sophie Turner, Blake Lively, Hugh Jackman, Sabrina Carpenter, Taylor's brother, Austin, was there. Which uh, bef- is rare. Yeah. Before the game, Travis was spotted leaving Taylor's New York City apartment before heading over to New Jersey for the game. But they left MetLife Stadium separately, unlike last week's Chiefs game. So they both went there. They departed and went their separate ways. That's why they had to hang out beforehand. Yes. Because they knew. You know. <laughs> she's like, I got places to be later. Yeah. Man, I she's got to have like some sort of underground tunnel to get out of her apartment. How, totally. How do you how do you exit that place? Without- I actually watched a whole video about how one of her apartment real estate uh, residences in New York City is she bought an apartment in one building and she had to buy the entire neighboring building so that she could build a tunnel out of it. Wow. Swear. That's awesome. I can't wait for the documentary on that. Chiefs are on CBS next Sunday or this Sunday, I guess, 425 Eastern, 325 here. Kickoff on the road against the Minnesota Vikings. It'll be interesting to see if Taylor shows up to this one. You know what I mean? It's Minnesota. Yeah, and she's a busy girl. So <laughs> I, I found a TikTok. There's one yesterday, this girl that went through the entire rest of the schedule for the season. Oh, yeah. She's got some Brazil dates that she's going to be performing in, which happens to line up with an off weekend for Travis Kelsey. So will Travis Kelsey be in Brazil? Exactly. These are, these are all questions that we have. Uh, Adam Wainwright revealed that he tore his labrum against the Baltimore Orioles and was pitching most of the year with a partial tear. He went on to say that he would not have been able to reach 200 wins if he didn't get, uh, if he didn't play in that next start after that. Torn labrum is, that's painful. That's super painful. Uh, And so a lot of people are coming after him now. Like, why would you do that? Why would you put the Cardinal season in jeopardy by losing so many games if you, you know, had a partial tear the entire season? Mm. And, uh... I don't know. It's the, over. It I don't know matter. that the Cardinals really had a chance. Right. <laughs> the season, the season has passed, but, and yeah. uh, we'll focus on it next year. City SC has just two games left this season. They'll take on Vancouver tomorrow night, kickoff at 9.30. Trending now. It's Keeping Up With Casey on 92.3 WIL. Just as it probably felt to be on a Wheaties box or how it feels to win certain awards or accomplishments, one really cool honor is to have a Barbie doll modeled after someone. Okay. It is the year of Barbie after all. Stevie Nicks told the crowd at Madison Square Garden over the weekend that Mattel, Mattel? Mattel. Mattel. Came to her over a year ago, asked if she would be on board with having her own Barbie modeled after her younger Fleetwood Mac self. And she told the crowd, they came to me, they asked, you know, am I down to be with a, be a Barbie? <laughs> and obviously I am. Yeah. And she just gave this like huge reaction of how excited she was and how that meant so much to her. She went on to say, quote, when I look at the Barbie, I see my 27 year old self. All the memories of walking out onto a big stage in the black outfit with the gorgeous boots all come rushing back. What have we been through since 1975? The battles we've thought, fought, the lessons we've learned together, 
I'm her and she's me. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, they pretty much nailed this. This looks great. Right? It's got like the blonde hair that flips in, the yeah. tambourine. Yeah. It's got to be so wild. I remember hearing, I think it was in sync. They were talking about what it was like to see themselves as toys for the first time. Uh-huh. <laughs> and how wild that is. And even like when I, I thought, okay, a Stevie Nicks Barbie, thinking to myself, Barbies all kind of have the same face. It totally has her face. Yeah, yeah. They did it very well. I also like that it has bent. Are you looking at it right now? Does I it am. have bendable elbows? Uh, it appears so. Yeah. That's rare. Like she's, uh, it's a, it's, that's a rare thing. The old, like when I was growing up, Barbies didn't bend like that. Like their <laughs> legs moved and stuff, but like not their elbows or their knees. That's great. It's because she's got to play the tambourine. Right. Yeah. She's got things to do. Yeah. She's got rock starring to do. <laughs> um, the Barbie itself is really cool. I'm going to find this picture and post it to our Facebook page so you can see it there. It's probably sold out everywhere. Real news is lame. This is Unprofessional News on 92.3 WIL. Well, Casey, finally the results are in. The results that you've been waiting for from the drive through study. They just came out hot off the press. We've got them for you now. Who did this study? Uh, it's just the drive through study people. Mm. That's all they focus on really okay. is drive throughs Got it. <clears throat> it compares the speed and accuracy at 10 of the biggest fast food chains in America by having mystery shoppers visit over 150 locations for each one. So who's the fastest out of the fast food chains? Do you have any guesses off the bat? No, because it depends on the city you're in, if you ask me. It also depends on the store, for sure. Yeah. Like, because they're all owned by, most of these are owned by different, you know, franchisees and all of that. I know one McDonald's that is exponentially quicker than the next. (laughs) I know one Taco Bell that I would go to every time, but never on that side of town. So this is, this is the average over 150 stores per, so... It's, it's not just one store or the other. And I get what you're saying because I totally understand that. Who's the fastest? Well, Taco Bell took the top spot this year. Holla. Getting it to your mouth faster. Let them do it. From the moment you pull in to the moment you drive off, Taco Bell's average is four minutes and 39 seconds. And Taco Bell is a, even though it's not necessarily built for it, it's a good driving food. Like you go to Taco Bell and (laughs) if you order a burrito, you're whipping it out right away. (laughs) Or especially like a cheesy roll up. That's just for the drive home. Sure. Yeah. There's, there's some things that you like the Mexican pizzas. I don't know if I'd eat that. Well, no. Yeah. Tomatoes all over the all over the place. So that's a full minute faster than the average. The overall average was five minutes and 43 seconds. That's not bad either compared to 2022 drive throughs got about 30 seconds faster in the past year. And I don't want to know how they do it so fast. <laughs> well, I, I feel like Taco Bell probably has an edge because they're the food is pretty cut and dry. You know, what, it's a tortilla, to McDonald's? It's meat, it's cheese, it's lettuce on pretty much everything. Oh, you know like I mean? all the same ingredients yeah. almost every time. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, maybe different sauces here and there. I always think that's why Mexican restaurants and je- like real sit-down places yeah. are so quick too. Because it's the same stuff, just built different every yeah. time. Yeah. It's just how do you want, like what what's your chosen mode of transportation for the meat and the cheese? Yeah. And the lettuce and those things. Fastest drive throughs overall were Taco Bell, KFC, Carl's Jr., and Chick-fil-A was the slowest. Yes. Which is weird. Why? I don't know. I've always I always feel like I've, especially this Chick-fil-A on Manchester over here. Like I've gone there a couple times. It's 
quick. I mean, the line the line could be out the door and it's still quick, but they're the most ac- accurate. As we know, there's nothing on the Chick-fil-A menu that caters to a vegetarian, so we don't go there. But every time I drive past one, I always note that there is a line that yeah. it goes out of the parking lot. <laughs> That's very true. It's ne- there's never one or two people in line. It stretches onto the street. Yep, they've got it down to a science over there for sure. Uh, for accuracy, they also looked at top things. Fast food places mess up. Number one is putting ice in your drink when you said no ice. Then it's adding the wrong ingredients to an to an entree, like getting pickles when you said no pickles. Yeah. Here's a hack. Never order anything custom, and they can't screw it up. You customize it yourself. I don't you know. They'll still yeah. be screwing stuff up. They'll still forget, like, the fries. I'll say no pickles, and I'll end up with the most pickles I've ever had in my life. Exactly. So I just take them off. It's officially spooky season. 31 mornings of Halloween with Remy and Casey, powered by Johnny Brock's Dungeon. Casey, imagine going to buy a house, and the homeowner says, the only way I'll sell this house is if you destroy it. Then why would I buy it? Because you want the land. Okay. Fun. Demo day. (laughs) We'll have a party. What's going? Everything. Kevin Bacon was on Rob Lowe's podcast called Literally. And he talked about a farm that he purchased years ago. This is his first purchase. And since then, he's been buying up all the parcels of land around Around his farm. Sure. (laughs) One of the pieces that we bought had an old house in it. He didn't want me to own the house. I said, listen, you can't sell me a piece of land, but not sell, sell me the house that's on it. He says, I can't sell it to you because it's haunted. And I'm afraid that you will get possessed and, you know, do some serious damage. Like what? Hang on a second. So they came up with this deal that if Kevin destroyed the house within a month of purchase, that he would sell that parcel of land to Kevin Bacon. But then do we... Mm-hmm. But then what do we think happens with the spirits? Because I don't know that like knocking down a bunch of bricks is going to yeah shake things up. I agree. Well, Kevin goes on to say that he actually went up to the house after they purchased. So they agreed that this would happen. Okay. He went up to the house after the purchase and he took an old banister and some cedar boards that he thought were valuable and he wanted to take just to, you know, yeah. keep because it was the house that they had purchased. Uh not sure I'd be taking anything from that house. <laughs> Knowing how spirits can kind of like move and, you know, go so, with your, like the trunk that you bought a couple years ago, spirits came with that. So it does, did he knock it down? They burned it. They burned they it. They burned it. Yeah. So Rob asked the homeowner uh, if the, Rob asked the homeowner had ever mentioned why it was haunted. It was from. a long story that had to do with a Native American who in the 1700s had been murdered, I think, by a colonial soldier. And he had had Ghostbusters there. And I mean, it was a whole, it was a whole, it was a whole long thing. Rob also asked him if he ever spent a night in the house just to, to do that. And he said he didn't. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so A, an old house, a very old house. Yeah. B, I don't know. To just burn it? I don't know. I feel like you might, if I, well, I don't know what I would have done. <laughs> Part of me feels like you got to get a priest or something, someone out yeah. there, but also it's not my house. So I don't know how nervous I would have been. Well, guess what? This is really close to your actual house, right? So the, the right. ghosts, they know where you live. They know right. where to haunt mm-hmm. if they're going to. 
I thought this story was pretty extreme, so I wanted to share it. But uh, Kevin Bacon. Yeah, Kevin Bacon. With the hauntings on 31 mornings of October. Yeah, if you want to uh, see the story, I did post that up on the Facebook page. Kevin Bacon burning down an old house because it was apparently haunted. Wow. 31 mornings of Halloween is on. Uh, yesterday, we talked about the Momo, the Missouri monster that people saw in 1973 in Louisiana, Missouri, and never saw again. And uh, did get a text message yesterday about this. Says that uh, there's a ton of these Momo statues all over Louisiana, Missouri. Like people have them in their yards. Oh, really? Yeah. Do you think we don't reach Louisiana, Missouri? It's too far. I think yeah, it's a, it's, it's a bit it's out of range. Far. It's a little it's a little north. Because if they heard us talking about it yesterday, I would assume people who live there would have jumped in on the conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I want to go there. I don't know why. I just, I have this... Uh, I want to learn more about it since crazy things happen yeah. there outside of Momo too. Like, I got to know. It's a cool looking town from uh, from pictures. I mean, I've never been there, obviously, but it's, you know, it's like, you know, the typical uh, little town up on the hill, up on the river bluff, you know what I mean? So yeah. uh, we might have to make a make a little adventure and get out there in some, some point during October, during the 31 mornings of Halloween. Population of Louisiana, Missouri, 3,000 people. Okay. So it's not that big. Perfect haunted town. Yeah. You know what I mean? Totally. <laughs> Remy and Casey. Today we're playing the big three. The one and only waste management. Jerry is on the phone from Imperial playing with Remy today, trying to win these Tim Jerry. McGraw tickets. Swice. Remy, would you like to spin the wheel and see what game we're going to play today? He said yes. What game will it be, though? Today, we're playing Quotable Mean Girls Edition. Why did I put Quotable Mean Girls Edition on the wheel today? Because it's October 3rd. On October 3rd, he asked me what day it was. <laughs> it's October 3rd. Obviously. That's awesome. Something tells me Jerry is, um... Jerry, you better have seen Mean Girls, dude. That's all I gotta say. So, yeah, something tells me... Jerry, how good do you think you'll be at this? Uh, I've seen it a couple of times, so we'll see. Okay. A couple of times. I'll I don't know if that's going to cut it. Hey. I'm, a, I'm in double digits at least. This is one of the most quotable movies of all time. So let's show out. I'm going to start the quote. You're going to finish it. Okay. Okay. Number one. You know what? It's not my fault. You're like. It's not my fault. You're like obsessed with me. Final answer. Number two. In girl world, Halloween is the one night a year when a- <sighs> I'm, I'm going to paraphrase. I don't know the exact quote. <laughs> Say it, uh, do it one more time. In girl world, Halloween is the one night a year when a- When a girl can dress up in lingerie and call it a Halloween costume or, or dress up in lingerie and some animal ears and call it a Halloween costume, something along those lines. I don't know the exact quote. Okay. Remember, you got Jerry on the phone. Here's number three. I have this theory that if you cut all her hair off. I'm going to go to Jerry on this one. Jerry, Jerry. I'll play it one more time for you. I have this theory that if you cut all her hair off. It's okay. I got you, Jerry. I know what it is. I got nothing. I know what it is. You know what it is? Uh, She would look like a British man. Final answer. I have this theory that if you cut all her hair off. She would look like a British man. Okay. <laughs> Jerry, how many do you think that Remy got correct today? I'm going to play it safe and go for two. Yeah. Okay. 
I need to play it safe. gist of them, which I think is the most important part. Not necessarily all correct, but let's run through it. I feel it. like I nailed the first one and the third one. Let's run through it. You know what? It's not my fault you're like in love with me or something. What? Oh no, she did not. In love with me or love something. Love with me. Duh. Number two. In girl world, Halloween is the one night a year when a girl can dress like a total s- and no other girls can say anything about it. Dang it. <laughs> and no other girls can say anything about it. I totally messed that one up. Okay, number three. I have this theory that if you cut all her hair off, she'd look like a British man. Oh, I get that one right. Holla. Cool. So, so good. Kind of one. So quotable. <laughs> yeah, you kind of won. But Jerry really won. Jerry, you're going to go see Tim McGraw in March. Let's go, Jerry. Bringing Nashville to St. Louis with Casey Covers Country on 92.3 WIL. Listen, let's just call it a slow day in news, all right? All right. Another country baby has been born, but we haven't talked much about this parent lately. Jimmy Allen and his wife Alexis are parents to a newborn baby boy. Just quickly, you may remember that Jimmy Allen has allegations against him for a sexual assault by multiple women from earlier this year. I think his like label dropped him in June. It's a whole ordeal, yada, yada, yada. And I haven't really been keeping up with him or the news about the case or anything. There really hasn't been any. And I think we all kind of forgot that during this time when it was all being revealed, Jimmy's wife, Alexis, was sort of made to announce like, oh, and by the way, we're pregnant. Mm-hmm. And separating. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah, it's tough. Um, she shared the news yesterday that that baby was born last Wednesday. His name, Cohen Ace James. Okay. I just, I've never heard a baby named Cohen before, and I kind of am imagining Andy Cohen's head singing Walking in Memphis. <laughs> 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 I think it's a cute name, though. And Jimmy Allen is not included in the baby announcement. Neither is his oldest son, Aiden. So Aiden is from a previous relationship. And Aiden, somebody who I haven't actually thought about until he's maybe like 10. Yeah. Until I saw this baby announcement with uh, the other two little girls who are like three and one. And then obviously the baby. And I was like, how disappointing, you yeah. know, for this little guy who just has a newborn brother, but who knows how much time they'll actually get to spend together because of all this turmoil. Yeah, we'll see what happens here. I, Jimmy's just acting like nothing's going on. I was going like, to say, have you seen just, his social? He's out there just like doing music. <laughs> I think he's doing like a comedy night for a select, like You're it's like right. a private show for RSV. Like it's, you have to be invited. You're right. Essentially. I remember that it's odd. It is a little odd. Um, but I'm sure professional and personal lives aside, Jimmy and Lexi probably do a great job as co-parents regardless and making sure all the kids are close and, you know, seeing each other and this, that, and the other. Either way, hoping for the best. I'm sure that Lexi, the mom, needs this because I'm sure this year has just been super heavy on her and she could use some extra love and serotonin and baby snuggles. Yeah. And and a nanny. And probably. That's a full house now. (laughs) Yeah. Remy and Casey. Are there any rules that you blindly follow because someone said something one time? 314-699-4766. That's our text line. For example, I I was recently listening to a podcast and they were talking about why you should never drink 
the coffee on an airplane because the water that they make it with sometimes comes from tanks that are not clean. Mm-hmm. Okay. They take water from the airport. They put it onto a tank on the airplane. Totally. The tank on the airplane does not necessarily get cleaned. And sometimes like, so they grab it from the municipal water source. So if you're flying out of New York City, you get New York's tap water. Sure. If you're flying out of Taiwan, you oh. get Taiwan's tap tap water. And all of that mixes in this these something tanks. something I would have never thought about. I don't yeah. drink coffee on a plane anyway, but still. So someone had said that and I was like... I don't know if I can ever drink coffee again on a plane. Don't you think the heat at which coffee is made is going to burn the bad stuff anyway, though? That's that's what a lot of people's argument is. Yeah. Well, if you're heating it up. Well, what if you're just drinking the water on a plane? Normally, they're pouring it out of a bottle. Yeah, but normally it's a bottle. Yeah. Uh, but another one that I've heard that has altered my view is never get a lime or a lemon slice or wedge in your water or cocktail because those are nasty. They hang out in those bartenders, like, oh, yeah, the, the little like sectioned off Rubbermaid containers. I've, Who knows how long they've been there? I've also heard that. Um, I think you just have to have a certain degree of not caring, <laughs> of course. Of like, under, and I think, and the older I get, the more I think about it anytime I go out to eat. Like, oh, this fries, someone just gr- bare hand grabs this and set this on my plate. And you know what? I'm going to eat them. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just wondering, if there, is there anything like that that you kind of, that someone said once and you're like, oh, that kind of just stuck with, with you? you? Yeah. I remember being little and being on like the escalators in a mall and the older crowd saying, oh, don't touch the handles. Don't touch the handles on the escalator. Oh, yeah, yeah. And now that I'm older, I'm like, I'm going to touch that handle. <laughs> Because I'm not going to fall down the escalator. You know what I mean? Like, you got to take, you got to give and take. Yeah. I remember when COVID first started up and I was very very aware of all of that. People were opening doors with their feet. My knees. Yeah, my knees. I was opening all of the doors to get out of here with with my knees. It was the weirdest thing. But anyways, is there something? I was just wondering. That is crazy since those handles don't move. A, have you ever heard... A, have you ever heard of either of those, the airplane coffee or the lime or lemon wedge? Have you ever heard of that? 314-699-4766. And then B, is there anything that you just kind of blindly follow? No research. Somebody just said it one time and you're like, nah. You're running with it. It's not for me. Remy and Casey's Hometown Heroes. Brought to you by Air Comfort Service Heating, Cooling, and Insulation. Schedule your AC system check now. Visit aircomfortservice.com. Today we say thanks to Victoria Bow. Bay? Bo? <laughs> I don't know. Nominated by Hayden. Bay, Bow, Bo? I just don't know how to pronounce the A-U-E thing. Uh, Tori is a paramedic and dispatcher for the MedStar Ambulance. She comes from a family of people who try to do better for their communities. She has served St. Clair and Randolph County as a paramedic and currently in dispatch in Sparta. She is a superhero in our family as she has a one-year-old son. Very cool, Victoria. Here is your request song. It's Morgan Wallen on 92.3 WIL. On the way out today on this Tasty Tuesday, I will say thank you for bringing in the candy corns. The candy corns are necessary for October. Yes. And uh, you brought uh, pumpkins only, which is always good. Mm-hmm. I know the candy corn is a very polarizing candy, but you and I enjoy. We fly through some candy corn. Also, the uh, the 
off-brand Oreos, which I appreciate. With the orange filling, obviously, <laughs> sets the mood. Um, I feel like Oreos have been going through a transition. They're, there's less cream in them these okay. days. Okay, I know this is an off-brand from the Deer, Deerbergs. Yeah. It, it says double-stuffed, and I think there's less in there than used to be in a regular Oreo. This <laughs> That's is true. crazy. Yeah, uh, that is very true. So thank you for bringing that in on this Tasty Tuesday. I know you got a recipe maybe tomorrow that Ooh, we're going to be sharing. yes, can't uh, wait. Halloween recipes as we continue through the 31 mornings of Halloween here on the show. If you missed anything from the show today, you can always check out the Remy and Casey Show podcast, and we will see you tomorrow. Goodbye. Find Remy and Casey on Instagram at 92.3 WIL.